Welcome to Can't Stop, Won't Stop. I'm your host, Lindsay Ann. And in 2017, my sister-in-law, Egypt Covington, was murdered. And the local good old boys pinned it on her ex-boyfriend for three and a half years, claiming to need just one more piece of evidence. After protests, emails, phone calls, and fighting for a year and a half, this small town department finally gave her case to the state police. And within one week, you guys, they knew who one of Egypt's killers was, and we now have three cowards that pled guilty to her murder. None of them are her ex-boyfriend. We can't stop and we won't stop helping more families seek the justice they deserve. And we won't stop being warriors exposing the corruption happening throughout this nation. Let's do this! Before we begin this episode, I want to address something. It has come to my attention that District Attorney Ryan Sayers sent a message relayed to Clearfield County Jail staff through Acting Warden Susan McQuillan, stating that if anyone is giving Lindsay Ann, me, information, they would be immediately fired and criminally charged. Wouldn't it be remarkable if the district attorney of Clearfield County, Ryan Sayers, would relay a message to the Clearfield County staff that if anyone abuses substances while at work, they will be immediately fired and criminally charged? Or how about if anyone brings contraband into the jail for inmates, they will be immediately fired and criminally charged? Or maybe if anyone is on their phone, rather than attending to their duties as a corrections officer, they will be immediately fired and criminally charged. I could go on and on. But instead, it appears that Ryan Sayers is more concerned with staff telling me the truth than he is with Clearfield County Correctional Officers' lives being put in danger by their own peers. Now, let's get into this week's episode. I feel, I feel like now people are starting to listen. They're starting to listen to the full story, you know, within the hour, just the hour podcast that was aired. And I know a lot of people come back and they're like, well, what's this have to do with his job or, you know, what his personal life shouldn't, shouldn't matter. And it, you know, it most definitely does because with him and his job, with all of this started to happen with the PSA and the way I was treated, nobody wanted to listen, you know. His family obviously didn't want to listen because he, you know, he does no wrong. You know, Children Use Family Services, they didn't want to listen. It was, you know, I was calling the police and asking them questions like, is this okay, especially for the cameras in the house there, you know, and they, they didn't care, they didn't want to listen. Now people are starting to listen, and it's, it's a realization for everybody, really. Everybody's like, oh, wow, yeah, now we kind of see it. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. Even close friends of mine that, you know, they thought that they knew this this man. Uh, and they were mutual friends with him as well. Now they're like, oh, my God, you know, I've known, known him for years. And I, I didn't even know half of this stuff. In episode 102, you heard about the careless and cruel behavior of a current correctional officer at Clearfield County Jail in Pennsylvania. I wonder why he continues to get away with policy violations. I wonder why the prison board is allowing Tristan Cruz to continuously put his fellow correction officers' lives in danger by bringing contraband into inmates, by being on personal phone calls rather than attending to his duties, and by putting hits on inmates. I've said it before and I'll continue saying it. I wonder if it's because Tristan's mother was Chief Judge Frederick Ammerman's secretary. I had a local attorney and a former chief of police reach out to me after episode 102 dropped, and they both told me that having audio and video recording devices hidden in your own home is a felony. If this is true, then Tristan's buddy and coworker, Thomas Patterson, really dropped the ball on that one. Thomas Patterson commented on my TikTok that he's related to wiretapping laws. But it sounds like he forgot to tell Tristan about those laws. He was like, he's he's always recording me, like, to entice me to do something or to react, like, with anger, I suppose. Maybe he's trying to get some proof. So um, that yeah, he's constantly Yeah, he's constantly yeah. Poking, poking at you. I mean, there's a couple of videos. There's actually a few videos where he would get his phone and he would be trying to set it up for video. And he would be like, mm-hmm, you know, humming, yeah. like, oh, like, mm-hmm, here I go. And he would walk out, and then he would just say something, like, you don't need them lights on. I pay this electric bill. Well, I'm downstairs. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, do you want me to, like, be in the dark or what? Like, you know, it was just he was always trying to instigate an argument. And he, I think he was doing this for quite some time during this period of, when he was trying to get this PFA filed, it was like he was trying to poke the bear to see if I would react so he could take that as proof. But that's not my, you know, that's never my reaction. I never react with, you know, yelling, screaming, or saying things out of spite. It's just genuinely who I am not. And when he had come home, I'm like, it is not okay for you to invade my personal space. Like, you're hiding cameras in in the house, you know, they're in the basement, mm-hmm. they're upstairs. And he and that's when he made the statement that he he hides cameras everywhere. He's allowed to hide cameras everywhere. And they do record audio and video. Not you know, at this point it's I mean, I have pictures of, of the cameras that were hidden around. I have the proof that he said he hides cameras hiding you know, he has them hidden everywhere. He hides them all the time, he said. 
And yep. those were his spoken words from his recordings. You know what? Take a listen to Tristan himself admitting to hiding cameras in his home. This is a video that Tristan took on an old phone without Samantha knowing he was recording her. She later found it and shared it with me. It is not okay to hide cameras all around this house and watch me like that. I can put cameras anywhere in my home. This is mine. Yeah, out in the open for everybody to acknowledge that. You hide cameras, dummy, so nobody sees them. Why would you need a oh hide camera? Oh my door. So you don't, so you don't know that I know that you go in my room. It is, it's not just your room. Yes, it I is my room. I get. Well, then get it all out. I will put it in the corner, so and then you can have it. To get your stuff. Well, then I'll move everything. You can have all your nanny stuff and put it upstairs. Then. Pretty easy. I left the ending in because I thought it was hilarious. That was Tristan burping after he was just egging his wife on to try and get some sort of evidence to put on a PFA. Again, Tristan is the one that knowingly took that video. Samantha believes that Tristan was egging her on and pushing her buttons in order to have some sort of backing for the PFA. Let's talk about this protection from abuse or PFA order that Tristan Cruz filed against his wife, Samantha, on June 8, 2022. Remember that date, you guys, because it is important as we discuss this further. There, there's a process to filing for a protection from abuse. First, you have to go into the office of that. It's like a domestic violence, uh, and you you have to go in and you have to fill out all this paperwork, and then it's taken to Judge Cherry, and he then, you know, he signs it. Well, then once he signs it, the person that the order is being filed against, then after the judge signs it, then the the police come to your house. It was Trooper Rob Thomas who came to the house for me. And he, you know, he knows of me. He he stood in the doorway and said, Samantha, I don't want to do this, but I, it's my job. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But anyways, so then they brought me, you know, my paperwork, the, the order. Now, it is just like a temporary order. And, and then 
I think you had, there was like 14 days later is when you go to court. So for those 14 days, though, did you have to abide by the order? Yes. For them 14 days, I was, okay, so I was not allowed, absolutely no contact with Tristan. I was not allowed to, I'm trying to get the paperwork up here so I can read, like, because I had no idea what a, what a PSA was, mm-hmm. you know? I'm like, what the hell is, is going on here? But was his goal was his goal in it just to have you removed from him and the kids? Yes. Oh, absolutely, yes. And that's why I'm filing uh, that he he filed this as a fraudulent PSA because he he served me with the PSA and then like three days later I re- I received divorce papers in the mail. So he most definitely filed this PSA to have me removed from the home so I could not retrieve any of my belongings, to rip the boys away from their mother, and then to file for a divorce and then continue on. Like he, he definitely was trying to grasp control of a, of a, a bigger project like that he had going on. After reading over the PFA, which I will read to you in just a moment, I was shocked and quite frankly appalled at how nonsensical the reasons for Tristan's filing were, as well as wondering how in the hell did Clearfield County Judge Paul Cherry grant this laughable protection from abuse order? Well, from what I understand, um, when you fill out this paperwork, they contact Judge Cherry, and then he gives the okay. Um, It potentially, I'm I'm trying to see here, I mean, they potentially, he could have potentially taken it right to Judge Cherry, because he is the one who oversees all of the PFA orders, I do believe. Yeah, he but Judge Cherry could have said, like, uh, he could have said, like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, he definitely, yeah, he could have looked at it and said, uh, Tristan, you know, you're stating here, your wife's on drugs, and, you know, you're afraid of her, and you're a correctional officer. I mean, and it says in here that he's here for his job. You know, I mean, Judge Terry should have taken all of that into consideration. If a man is so fearful of his wife and now he's having problems at his job, which is a county prison, mm-hmm. why why didn't he um, think a little harder about the decision that he made? I'm going to read to you guys what current correctional officer Tristan Cruz claims on his protection from abuse documents against his 5'7", 120-pound wife. On the section that says, the facts of the most recent incident of abuse are as follows. Tristan states that on about May 29, 2022, at approximately 9 p.m., location, basement, and my bedroom, Samantha busted into my bedroom door, which is locked, and screamed at me because I didn't give her money anymore or fuel for the diesel truck. She called me an effing asshole. She screams violently 
and I had my sister on the speakerphone who said to call the cops. Yeah, that, you guys, was the most recent incident of abuse that he is claiming on this PFA. And then the next section says, prior incidences of abuse that defendant has committed against plaintiff or the minor children, including any threats, injuries, or incidents of stalking are as follows. And then Tristan claims, cutting my clothes, screaming at Tristan Jr. and grabbed his arm, locked me out of my house three times and broke into my bedroom. Samantha is cheating on me and does not care or love me anymore. Samantha just screams and makes me fear for my life because she is a weightlifter. She tries to get me so worked up so I do something stupid and I will not. After Thursday, her screaming at our son Junior and grabbing his arm was enough. She screamed until midnight and I had to take work off the next day. I am emotionally drained, have anxiety and depression that she gives me while she is still living in the home. My wife has been cheating on me for three months now with a married man. His wife finally got in contact with me and told me everything. I fear for my well-being and emotional well-being to function for my job. I cannot while she still lives in that residence. I feel Samantha is doing drugs and is very unstable. Trooper Cummings followed her Sunday evening. She was all over the road. That's it, you guys. Judge Cherry saw that and was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That woman needs to be removed from the home and removed from her children. What he's claiming that Samantha has done, which most of it, you guys, is not even true. Judge Cherry didn't have anybody look into any of his claims. He's saying for his protection from abuse is that Samantha busted into her bedroom and screamed at him. He claims that she called him an effing asshole. She screams violently. And he had his sister on speakerphone who said to call the cops. Well, guess what? If he called the cops, then there should be a report. I'd love to hear what that report says. Another claim that he, <laughs> that he states is that Samantha cuts his clothes. You guys, we get into that a little bit further in this conversation, but... What he's claiming of her cutting her clo- his clothes, she adamantly denies and states that it absolutely was their dog, Liam, who has been known to chew on clothes if they're left on the ground. He claims that she was screaming at their son and grabbed his arm, to which she denies and says, Tristan is actually the one that screams at the kids 
And one of the things that he does to them is grabbing their arms real tight. Locked me out of my house three times and broke into my bedroom. With all the control, and we just heard Tristan himself saying that that was his house. Do you really think that I'm going to believe that you didn't have a way to get into your house if the doors were locked? And the rest of it is all just a joke as well. Samantha's cheating on me. So I guess, you guys, if you think that your partner is cheating on you, you can get a PFA. Just go find Judge Cherry. He'll sign off on it. He'll sign off on it that day. If you just suspect that your spouse is cheating on you, if if someone that you know is calls you an effing asshole, and you guys, that's literally how he wrote it. Effing asshole. Didn't even say the, the word. You guys, Tristan claims that he fears for his life because Samantha is a weightlifter. This is someone who is a correctional officer at Clearfield County Jail. He is around men and women who are being accused of some pretty dangerous crimes. And he's afraid of his wife because she's a weightlifter. Fears for his life. What an embarrassment to Clearfield County Jail staff. Can you imagine if the inmates knew that correctional correctional officer Tristan Cruz, also known as Trix, was afraid of his wife, who's 120 pounds, because she's a weightlifter. Not only afraid of her, you guys, he writes that he fears for his life because she's a weightlifter. Absolutely absurd. And we'll get more into this PFA coming up. Okay, so Tristan said that he was in fear for his life. However, according to his own statement, the most recent incident occurred on Sunday, May 29, 2022. And he was in so much fear for his life that he waited 10 days to file the PFA. That means he lived in fear for his life and allowed his children to live with someone that he feared so much for nearly 240 hours. I wonder why he waited so long to report Samantha's alleged abuse and get her removed from the home. Is it because he had to get all of, you know, his buddies on board with the hoax before filing it? You know, like emptying Samantha's bank account on Wednesday, June 8, 2022? Remember earlier in the episode when I told you to remember the date the PFA was filed? Well, here we are. Tristan Cruz withdrew all of the money in Samantha's account, leaving her with a $0 balance on the exact same day that he had her evicted from their home. 
I asked Samantha what she recalls when Trooper Rob Thomas showed up to their house. So Rob Thomas, Trooper Rob Thomas, he he told me he's because I asked him like, well, where where like where are the boys? Where's Tristan? Like, where is everybody? And he said everybody's safe. Tristan took them to Walmart, and I'm like, well, what's going on? He tells me to sit down, and then he presents me with his paperwork, and he told me after it was like all done over with, I had um, about 30 minutes. He said he'll give me, you know, he'll give me a little bit more time. So he had, I had 30 minutes to retrieve any belongings that I that I needed to take with me, and I did not realize that I was being removed from my home of 15 years. So I'm like, what do I take? Like, I didn't really think that I was, because in in the one video that Tristan was recording, he he told me he was going to have me evicted. He said he was going to kick me out and have me evicted. And I'm like, Tristan, you can't evict me from our home. But yeah, he most certainly did. He had filed a PFA on me and he had kicked me out of the house. So I grabbed, you know, a little duffel bag that I had, and I put some stuff in it, and and Rob was, like, asking me, do you have your charger? Do you have your toothbrush? Like, reminding me that I'm not going to be coming back here. So, oh, my gosh. I, can't, I mean, you probably were just, like, it's like, it's like a movie, Samantha. I know. I know. Like, looking back at that day, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I had no freaking idea what had just been, what I'd just been hit with. So, Rob Thomas told me, he said, listen, Tristan told me, because I said about the boys, I'm like, well, like, I can't come back here. Like, how, how am I going to get the boys? And he said, listen, Tristan said he, he isn't going to keep the boys away from you. This PSA is just to keep you away from him. So, my good friend... They, they live up the road. They're also mutual friends with Tristan, um, one whom is a retired law enforcement officer. And I go there and I tell them what happened. And they were like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what, what, do you, what do you mean? And I tell them. And so I end up getting in contact with Junior. Now, where I am where I was is, you know, basically within bike riding distance from the, you know, from the house and back over here. And I met the boys at the school, but I didn't have, I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't have no money. Uh, Thankfully, Mm -hmm. I found the keys to the truck because I wouldn't have had a vehicle either because he took, he took my bank card. He withdrew all the money from the bank account and he took the keys to the truck. So he and set this all up. It, it, it appears like he set this all up. Yes, I have bank statements when he withdrew all the funding from the money. Um, I have the dates from that in my paperwork as well. But, yes, that's why I am now going back and suing him for a fraudulent. He filed a fraudulent PSA. He definitely set all of this up in order to grasp control of whatever it is he's trying to do. Most definitely. Oh, my gosh. This is absurd. Shame on everyone involved in executing that disgusting 
PFA. How can Judge Cherry be proud of himself? This court system is ass backwards. And I will continue exposing the corruption from the good old boys. Tom's told me that, um, you know, I could still see the boys or or whatever. Well, I, I was parking in the neighbor's driveway and the boys would come out and they would come with me. And then I would take them back home because it's not fair for them. Like, I, I'm still trying to scramble to my feet to figure out what the hell I'm going to do. And I slept in the truck for a couple of days. And then my friend was like, get on this couch now. Like, I'm not, you know, we're here for you. And um, eventually things started to move forward with, with, with that. But I was dropping the boys off in, in the neighbor's driveway. And they would come. Did he know you were sleeping in your truck? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what else am I going to do? I I was, you know, I just was kicked out of my house. Like, oh, my God. You know, I, I, and that's, I didn't, you know, I didn't have no, I didn't have a cent, a penny to my name. I had no money. I had no, I had nothing. I had nothing. I was left homeless. Yes, I, I was homeless. <laughs> did, he get, so, did he get? Did he get into your wallet and like? Is that how he took your bank card? And well, no. So it's about this time my bank card had expired, and he wouldn't. He wouldn't give me the new one. <gasps> he, he, I have it messages somewhere that he. I mean, he knew my bank card expired. He wouldn't give me a new one. And whenever I went to the bank, because my friend told me, she said, you better go to the bank right now and try to get some money out. And when I did, I went up there. They said, "Your this account been, has been closed, and it's down. it has a zero balance. So um, Rob Thomas told me, like, he said he's not going to keep the kids away from you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was pulling in the neighbor's driveway, and I would, I would get the boys, and then I would take them back home because that's their home, you know. And mm-hmm. I didn't know if they realized, like, what was going on, but I wanted to keep everything as calm as I could. And then one day, Tristan just decided that, well, I don't want her in my neighbor's driveway. And now there's no, there are, there's no specific rules to a protection from abuse order. If if the person who has the PFA calls and says, hey, you know, this is happening, she's harassing me, she's doing this, she's doing that, he, he calls the police. He'll call the police, the police will take the report, they have to call the DA and ask them, hey, this is what's happening, you know, should, what should we do about it? Well, um, go find her and, you know, arrest her or whatever. Um, so... Well, at one point, all of a sudden, um, the cops were calling me. They said, hey, you're not, you know, you, you were parking over in the driveway. Um, you know, you're harassing Tristan. I said, I'm not harassing him. I'm just picking off the boys and dropping them off. Well, then they told me that I wasn't allowed to do that anymore. So according to Samantha, good old boy Ryan Sayers is the one that gave the final okay 
to spend taxpayers' dollars to send an officer to find Samantha and tell her that she cannot park in the neighbor's driveway in order to pick up and drop off her children. Why didn't Ryan Sayers tell one of the good old boys to tell Tristan that if he's afraid of Samantha, then stay in your fucking house during pickups and drop-offs? It sure doesn't sound like Ryan Sayers is thinking at all about the children. Then, so, finally, I was placed into, I was placed in a hotel um, with resources, um, and, you know, emergency resources and friends all pulled together. And Aww. the boys and I, we stayed at a hotel for, for quite some time. And I, it got to the point where I didn't even take them back anymore. I was just taking them. They were gathering some belongings, and then they were leaving. Um, my oldest boy would bring his his dog. He, you know, it's his, it's his dog. He can't live without her. And then at one point, Tristan was telling them, you keep taking that dog back and forth. She's going to die. She's going to have a stroke. And um, so... I had, I still had the button to the garage door opener, and I opened the, the garage door for them, for the boys, so they could go in, gather what they needed, and, and come back out. Um, and I, the cops called me, and, and they came over to, I told them I would meet them at a local convenience store, and they told me that I was, I was going to be in trouble, because now this is the second time the, call, the cops had been called about me. Um, because I opened the garage door with the button, that I, I wasn't allowed to do that. So they told me if I did it, if I did it again, you know, just let the boys do it. They said let the boys push the button, and I'm like, okay. They, I don't remember their names. They were pretty genuine with the situation. And then it got to the point where, like, Tristan wasn't letting me see the boys, and because there was a couple of incidences that occurred when we did go to this hearing for the PFA. Uh, they told me that if, if I didn't agree to the PFA being like for one year, if I didn't agree to the PFA withholding for one year, that they could potentially take these PFA violations, that's what, that's what they were, they were violations of the PFA. Um, and then I, I would have to go to court, and if I was guilty for these, then I would go to jail, and I would lose all of my rights to my children. It would I would probably have a hard time getting them back. And so I said, okay, well, whatever. I'll agree to the PSA holding up for a year. Are you kidding me? How do these people even sleep at night? Judge Paul Cherry signing a PFA for a correctional officer who claims to fear for his life because his wife lifts weights. And then threatening Samantha that if she doesn't consent to the PFA for one year, then she could go to jail and likely lose all rights to her children the same children that are being abused by their father. This is why so many community members 
are on the run. Clearfield County Courts is a complete circus. Pennsylvania State Trooper Adam Cummings knows all about this too. He's the corrupt cop that used the police database to stalk people for his personal use. And Trooper Zachary Cowan knows exactly what I'm talking about. There is so much more to tell you on that one, but I'll leave it for a later episode. Back to the circus of Clearfield County court system. So much stuff, like just little petty stuff happened all in between all this time. And it got to the point where, you know, we were going to court for child custody mediation um, and Tristan refused to, you know, he didn't want to have any type of co-parenting. He, so we, the, both of our lawyers agreed that we downloaded an app. It's called like My Wizard app. Oh yeah, um, I know that app. Okay. Yep. So, so I go home and I download this app, you know, because our, both of our, I, at this point, like I had no communication with Tristan. Um, you know, we have children together. It's, you know, we were told that we had to download this app. That way everything is recorded. So I download the app and, um, you know, it asks for your the number of the person you're trying to connect with. The cops came to where we were staying, the boys and I. The cops came and arrested me. And they told me that I had contact with Tristan because this app that I downloaded sent him a phone number, sent his phone number you know, to try to correlate together these apps. And I was arrested because I had contact with him through this app. And I said, said, both of our lawyers, uh, both of our attorneys told us to go ahead and download this app. And so I downloaded it. And they come, they come and arrested me right in front of the boys. Yeah, I remember it was, it was pretty nice out. And I told them, I said, I, could I just put a pair of leggings on? Because I know damn well I'm going to be severing to death in the air conditioner or wherever the hell I'm going. They told me, no, you're fine just the way you are. I said, listen, I am, my nerves are already terrible. I'm not severing to death the rest of this evening. What did they do so, with your kids? Um, well, there was a friend, um, one of the, one of the, people that was trying to help in my entirety of the situation but I was I I was like released right away I I just went up I had to do like fingerprints and stuff and then it I, I don't even know like why did you even arrest me then what a waste of resources right so taxpayers dollars and that's what they're doing Right, and they, it was multiple times, like, the police were always, um, the police were always, they were always coming. Now, one time, I will be real, I was trying to call my friend, her name starts with a T, and it just so happened that Tristan's name was right underneath her, and I I looked, and I pushed her name, I thought I pushed her name, I pushed Tristan's name, and I hung up right away, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yeah. So the cops call me, and I tell them, I'm like, listen, yes, I did. I called them on accident. I showed them. I had to go to the police station and show them like my phone, you know. And yeah, they did let me. You know, they were like, listen, you can't be continuing to to do this stuff. Like you're messing up bad. And I'm like, I don't understand how. 
so anyway, at one point I was arrested. I was arrested and placed into jail. Did they, put you in hand, did they put you in handcuffs in front of your oh, face? Yes, it was terrifying. Oh, I, now, this, did. the time that I had, now at this time, my oldest son had already started staying with with his father because, you know, he's got, he's worrying about the dog and he, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm in a hotel, then we're back, you know, we're just trying to step back into, I, you know, it was fight or flight. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm just trying to make things work at this point. Um, so I had our youngest son and they come in. I, if I could, I know his face. If I could, if I could find out his name, him and Tristan are tight. They're, they must be buddy buddy because he come in and he turned me around and handcuffed me and told me that if I didn't have somebody here for my child within the next 15 minutes, he would be taken into custody as well. So they handcuffed me, and I told them, I am not leaving until there's somebody here for my child. I I, I will give you a hard time. I am not leaving here until there's somebody here for my child. So they they made me sit in the police car while the person come to help um, to sit with my son. They, oh. they, they, and this was because I, I was, a, I was arrested because I was down, I was at the bus stop, which is two, maybe three blocks from the house. Um, and I was trying to retrieve Elijah from the bus stop, but Tristan was there. Um, and he come right up, he come right up to my, up by my vehicle and, and walked away and was recording me and that's Okay. It's okay for him to record me and taunt me, but it's not okay for me to, to park three blocks down the road. Oh, my word. So this wasn't even – you got arrested more than once. Yeah. And I've been – you know, I mean, I had to go and meet – I had to go up to the police barracks and, you know, prove my innocence. <laughs> like, if I didn't have proof or anything to be – like, to stand on – they, I was always, they were always just arresting me. And, and at the one, one time I was placed in the jail overnight. I laid in there and I, I just kept, I just kept under the blankets. At one point I did get up. I heard Tracy Kelly speaking and I knocked on the door and I was like, Tracy, like, what is going on? And she's like, somebody will be with you, you know, at some point, but she, they never opened the door for me. And it was the magistrate that come in that said, you know, you, you, we can't have you in here. Like, we're going to let you out. Yeah, that's right. You can't have her in there. The cops arrested Samantha and brought her to Tristan's place of employment. You guys, the police intentionally violated the PFA. And I want to know if anyone, anyone, cares about children and their well-being in law enforcement in Clearfield County. The mental abuse coming directly from law enforcement that is happening to these innocent children is unacceptable. According to Samantha, nobody in positions of power have listened to her cries for help. The good old boys seemed to be so focused 
on doing a salad for their brother Tristan that they neglected the welfare of his children. Again, how do these cowards sleep at night? From what I'm being told, Tristan Cruz's apparent VIP status in the court system is not an isolated incident. Am I right, Cummings? Cowan? The other Cummings? Jordan, Fritz, Winters, Wolf, just to name a few. See, and that's the thing, like, I told them when they were taking me to jail, I'm like, how, I'm like, how are you going to take me to the jail where my husband works? And they said, oh, he's not working. He's off shift today. So, like, everything just seemed like it was so very well planned. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the in and outs of what he needed to say or... Oh, oh so finally, when the PFA was up, yeah, that was a big, huge relief. Um, I really started, I really started moving forward then with just, I, cause I, for the longest time, I, I mean, for a whole year, I, I didn't, I couldn't even go into a parking lot, like without sitting on top of the hill analyzing who was there and scanning before I even went in to grab the, uh, you know, groceries or whatever I needed because I was so paranoid. So I was so distressed that I felt like as soon as I walked out of my door, like I, I felt like I was just, I just was worried all the time, you know? And then for that whole year, you know, he had, well, he had filed emergency custody of the boys um because I was moving I was moving quite a bit I mean I I moved I don't even know five times within the last year and a half I mean obviously because I was left homeless yeah you know so I'm moving from place to place just continuing to continuing to you know build and make progress and get to where I need to be and so Tristan was saying that um, I was unfit mother, you know, I'm moving all the time. And he was granted the emergency custody of the boys. And then I hadn't seen either one of them for quite some time. And then finally, I had gotten a new attorney. I went, I was working, you know, I took out a small loan, paid for my attorney. And she's like, oh, my God, like, this is a mess. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I, I, I need to see my boys. Like, I cannot live without them. Yeah. And then it was right after that she did file for, um, like, a petition to modify the court order. And then um, at that point, our oldest son was like, yeah, I'm going to live here with my dad because – um, you know, and even Elijah still, he, even our youngest son, he still is like, oh, we're just going to have to move again. It's like he, Tristan instilled that into their brain, like that I'm moving again. I'm moving all the time. I'm never going to have anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously that's what, uh, you know, I, I couldn't stay homeless. I couldn't stay in a hotel room. It was just stepping stone. Mm-hmm. But so then I did get, I did, I started to, re, I started to get some visitations 
with Elijah and well, and then um, with Junior, it was like if he wanted to, he could, but he never did. Um, and then you know, like I could just tell from our youngest son's attitude, his behavior, his behavior, just his physical appearance. Like he started getting dark circles under his eyes. That and I'm just like, oh, like how, how is everything at, at Papa's, you know? And how's Junior doing? How you know? Ask him how, how's your Papa doing, you know? How's he how's he treating you? And I knew he wasn't telling me the truth for the longest time, you know. And he did tell me. I just said that because when he opened up, I said, why, why didn't why why didn't you tell Mama? Like, are you afraid? And he said, because I don't want your heart to hurt. I could just tell, you know, I knew that it was taking a toll on him. And, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's, they're going to have some trauma issues from, from this for sure. Cause I know, I know for sure it hasn't been easy for me. So the PFA was lifted in the summer of 2023. And that's, when Samantha took off with her fight for her boys, and she is not holding back. I'm I'm allowed to be around him now. I'm not allowed on the property because he has possession of the marital property, but I'm allowed to park on along the street and wave hello. And that's when I started. I'm like I, I'm done. I've had enough of this. You know, after living a hermit. Absolutely. Before we wrapped up all of the PFA bullshit, I was curious about the last couple sentences on the document. When Tristan stated, quote, I feel Samantha is doing drugs and is very unstable. Trooper Cummings followed her Sunday evening. She was all over the road, end quote. Do you recall having a police officer follow you on Sunday evening? No, I do not. Um, And that was like, because when Tristan had mentioned this, I said, well, first of all, if there was a trooper following me, if I was all over the road, then it it was his duty to pull me over and figure out what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. and he did not. I was not pulled over. If there was a trooper behind me, I mean, I know that I'm a safe driver. If there was a trooper behind me, I probably would have acknowledged it, but I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have felt any other type of way about it. I mean, there's police officers all the time, you know, in the area. But he did not pull me over. And, you know, it said that I was all over the road. So if he's able to make that statement to Tristan, then why why didn't he fulfill his um, duties and investigate the situation? Absolutely. Why isn't there a police report or a ticket from Trooper Adam Cummings when he is quoted in a PFA saying that Samantha was all over the road? How is that keeping your community safe? The good old boys showing up once again. Check out these text messages that I was provided between current 
Clearfield County Jail Correctional Officer Tristan Cruz and current Pennsylvania State Trooper Adam Cummings. Tristan says to Trooper Cummings, Did you just call in my plate? Cummings responds, Yeah, I called it in. I was going to file a citation on the owner for driving, but I didn't. Tristan says, Oh, okay. And Cummings replies, I couldn't tell who was driving, and then I saw it was your truck. Tristan finishes with, K, thanks, brother, in all caps. This is sickening. Typically, you'd think that Pennsylvania State Police would be interested in knowing that this took place, and you'd think that Pennsylvania State Police police trooper, Adam Cummings, would be punished. But not in Pennsylvania. They seem to encourage this behavior, and in fact, from my experience, they turned a blind eye to the corruption. I've heard their Christmas parties are quite the party, with many state troopers driving under the influence because they can. How can Trooper Adam Cummings support such a seemingly fraudulent and absurd PFA? I wonder if the plate that he called in would have turned up to be, let's say, mine. I wonder if he would have followed through on the citation or if he would have knowingly put other lives in dangers and allowed me to continue driving, quote, all over the road, end quote. Or is this what they call professional courtesy amongst the brotherhood? You guys, a Pennsylvania state trooper saw someone driving all over the road, called in the plate, realized it was his buddy's vehicle, and admittedly didn't know if he was the one actually driving, so he didn't follow through with the citation. And we have District Attorney Ryan Sayers blaming my TikToks for putting Clearfield County Correctional Officers' lives in danger. What a joke. Another example of why Clearfield County community members think Pennsylvania State Police and the judicial system is a complete shit show. And I agree with them. If something ever happens to me in Clearfield County, you guys, please roll my ass all the way back to Farmington Hills, Michigan before calling the police. Shame on Pennsylvania State Trooper Adam Cummings. You know, if it's a control thing where he he loses his temper, well, we see now how Tristan, how, you know, how he needs to grasp control and this is this is the way he loses his temper is um just trying every avenue that he possibly can to destroy an individual you know me he's trying to he's he's trying to put me to shame like i am just a no good nobody you know like i just um i don't understand how he have how his heart can be blackened and and just want to try to destroy 
uh, you know, not only me, but his children and and everybody else involved that have has had has had his back. You know, all the people that had his back through all this, they're now they're now going to be exposed because now people are starting to listen to the entirety of the story from the very beginning and all the little wee steps of in between. Mm-hmm. And all the little steps in between have all these people involved that probably should have, um, you know, they should have thought about their actions way before they well, got there's... involved. When is enough going to be enough? When will someone with power stop being a coward and stand up for what's right? This abuse of power has been going on for decades, probably centuries. It's time to stop the madness. Tristan Cruz is abusive, negligent, and on a power trip. Why can he get away with this? Why is he not being investigated and on administrative leave? Is it because he's buddies with police officers? Is it because his mommy was Ammerman's secretary? Is it because you are heartless human beings? What's the reason? Imagine how many innocent people this exact situation has happened to, but are too afraid to tell their truth. This abuse of power needs to stop. Let's rally up and make a change in Clearfield County. Because people ask me, why do you think that your oldest son doesn't doesn't even want to see you? You haven't seen your oldest son for a year and a half. And a lot of people really cannot understand that because my oldest son and I, he's a mama's boy. And he never, ever, ever left my side. I mean, never left my side and and I tell them that it's you know I I look at it like this it's like people who have loved ones who are addicted to drugs they their loved ones they do all these crazy things and you just you know you don't understand it but it's it's not your loved one that has control it's the drug and I tell people that it's um, it's not my it's not my son. It's it's the drug, and the drug is his father, manipulating him and getting him to think all these bad, awful things about me. Where you know, if you tell a lie for a long time, it starts. You start to believe it. You have to start to believe it in your own head because otherwise, it you know it has to become your second nature. And that's exactly what Tristan is doing. He is continuously telling these boys that I am, I'm nothing. He's, you know, I'll never have anything here for them. I'm just this bad, awful person. And so it's, it's not my son that is staying away. It's, it's the drug that's keeping him away. And his mm-hmm. drug is his father. Next week, you will hear directly from Samantha and Tristan's son and hear more about the abuse they encounter from their father. Thank you to every one of our patrons. 
Because of your generosity and consistent support, we are able to bring on new cases and help more families seek the justice they deserve. If you'd like to join this incredible community, check out patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash can't stop, won't stop. It'll cost you a minimum of $3 a month and your money goes towards helping grieving families. In order for us to continue our passion, we need your help to support our donations to families, headstones for deceased loved ones, foyer requests for loved ones, hotel and travel costs for us to meet grieving families, and so much more. Again, that's patreon.com backslash can't stop, won't stop. We appreciate you. I can't stop and I won't stop you guys being a warrior fighting for justice. Too many people are afraid to speak up and tell their truth. I'm here to give you the confidence to use your voice and share your story. Our voices matter. Your voice matters. Use your First Amendment right and speak up. That's how we create change. Be a warrior and fight for justice. For almost daily updates, you can follow me on TikTok at MyLindsayAnn. I'm also on Instagram at MyLindsayAnn and on Facebook at Can't Stop, Won't Stop, where you can join us live every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm also on YouTube at Can't Stop, Won't Stop Warriors. Thank you to Mr. Peace for allowing me the rights to use the song, Where'd You Go?, featuring our beloved Jacqueline Elizabeth Egypt Covington. You know, I don't know why so much pain and loss has to happen. I don't have all the answers. Only he does. And sometimes the best thing to do is it's just trust it. It was back in 04 when Grandpa died and my shirt was soaking wet with tears from my eyes. You tried to call me down, tried to plead your case, but I just bit that face right back in your face. And you said, well, you may not understand now. Somehow, someday, some way, you'll find out why it had to be. Yeah, according to his plan, he won't put you through anything that he thinks you can't make it through. With his everlasting love, you may need to scream at the top of your lungs. Because while you think he died at too young an age, it really was his time. There's no reason for rage. He's in a better place now, away from the pain and the stress and the hate and the hurt and the strain. The best way to honor him and his legacy is to live how he did and not question me. <laughs>